0: Welcome back to another daily walk. Well, today I want to spend a little bit of time looking at antinomianism and maybe a little bit of cross transgentialism with easy believism and maybe just a spattering of hyper grace. These are all tied in and it comes down to a question. I'm going to answer that on a separate questions and answers video, but it ties into a question on the new Discord server. If you want to jump onto that, owic.li forward slash discord will land you on the Discord server. You can come by there, interact, chat with us, learn about resources, uh, catch the new videos that we have, all sorts of things. But uh, the question he, he asked was kind of related to a lesson I did. I think it was on the second Peter lesson about apostates. What differentiates an apostate versus somebody who hasn't grown in Christ? And what defines somebody who hasn't grown in Christ? I'm going to address that as a separate Q and A video. But what I did want to talk about here is anti-nomianism. So this is a Greek word breakdown, anti meaning against or away from and nomian meaning the law. So like Deuteronomy, deteriorate to law. So Deuteronomy is the second giving of the law. And if you read that book, it is Moses giving of the law to the second generation of people out of Egypt as they are preparing to go into the promised land right at the end of his death. So it's literally retelling the law and telling people what you need to do to stay on God's good side. And trust me, you want to be on God's good side. All right. Now, anti antinomianism is... In idea in Christian faith where you believe that the law is no longer in any way applicable. Now the one group, loosely organized group, that will generally believe this is the hyper-grace group. Now, there is some misconstruing about hypergrace in some respects, whereas they're not completely purely, we're going to go out and we're going to rob banks because we can do anything that we want. That is an aberration that some people against the hypergrace movement will suggest, But nevertheless, I am not a fan of the hyper-grace movement because it focuses on grace as the object rather than on grace as the bridge. And there's a distinction there. Okay, we are given grace because of what we cannot do. We are not given grace to continue to walk in it. We're going to make that clear from the scripture by the end. All right, but the belief about antinomianism, I'm going to use that term general because it includes an aspect of the hyper-grace, but also people who would not affiliate themselves with the hyper grace movement who still do not seem to hold that the law is important. So it is the belief that under Christ we have no rules. Now we're going to look at Romans chapters 5 and 6 and this is one of the cases where the chapter divisions is really bad because we start chapter 6 with a therefore and anytime you find a therefore in scripture you have to ask what is it therefore? in this case, we have to go back and look at the latter part of chapter 5 of Romans to understand what the therefore is talking about. In other words, what is the therefore, therefore? So we're going to do Romans 5.18 through Romans 6.4. So those rare cases where we are bridging a chapter. So so then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. For as though one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, even so through obedience of one the many will be made righteous. The law came so that the, transgressor, the transgression would increase, but where sin increased, grace all the, mal, all the more abounded. So that... As sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through the righteous to the eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died in sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of life. Now, for some of you who are thinking, why doesn't this guy look up? Does he not know anything about public speaking? I promise you I do. And if I didn't have a six-point font Bible, I would actually look up a little bit more. But if I look up, I'm not finding my place. So <laughs> But anyway, let's go ahead and break this guy down. Uh, yeah, this is legitimately a six-point font Bible because it's this big in the entire thing. So, uh, and my eyes can still read it. My eyes can still read it. God is in this. God is in this. I'm getting old. <laughs> but anyway, so let's break some of this down. Through one transgression, there resulted condemnation to every man. This is talking about Adam. Through the first man, Adam, original sin comes in. We are all born under Adam except for Jesus Christ. This is why when Rob Bell comes in with his heresy going, well, if there was biological evidence that Jesus had a real father, would that rattle your faith? Well, it hit better because if Jesus had a biological father, Jesus is under original sin and he can't die on the cross for us. This is elementary theology. This is why that guy's a lunatic. Don't be listening to people like that. For as through one man's disobedience, many were made sinner, even so the obedience of one. And if you have an NASB or other related translations, you will find that capitalized because that is Christ. Through Adam, mankind fell. Through Christ, mankind is redeemed. That's what Paul is talking about here. The law came that transgression would increase. Why? Without the law, we do not know what we do. The law is not there to show us how good we have to be it is to show how bad we are by nature because that is the nature of us that we disobey the law we break the law we break the rules we want our own selves justified so that sin reigned in death even though grace would reign through righteousness so what we have here is grace is we have a standard that we can't reach We have a God who made it possible. We have to live our life sanctified, becoming more and more and more and more like Christ as we live out our life. That is our task. We will never reach it this side of earth. There are denominations. I could believe the Nazarenes believe we can reach perfect salvation here on earth. That is not true. We will reach perfection and glorification. But here on earth, the life of a Christian should become to look more and more and more like Christ, but we will never get there. Grace bridges what we can do and where we need to be. In the antinomian view, you look at grace as the means, not as the bridge to the means. And so you look at grace and say it's all about grace, and the reality is it's not. Paul even addresses this. What shall we say then? Are we to continue to sin so that grace may increase? He says, no, we are not to continue in sin so that grace may increase. He anticipates that question. Hey, if it's all under under Jesus and under the grace, man, this is awesome. I can go on and I can sleep with five girls tonight because there is no law. I'm under grace. No, we are still nevertheless commanded. And I'm going to make this point clear from Colossians because this is a verse that is oftentimes used to create this antinomian-type view. And it's, You need to understand a few of the little subtle nuances here and that Paul is actually addressing a specific group of people in this section. We're going to look at Colossians chapters 20 through 23 first, and then once again, we're going to bridge over into the next chapter. This is why reading the entire of Scripture in its full context is critically important. We can't be pulling single verses out because we will make errors if we miss the context. In this case, though, this is a context that you might miss if you're not understanding some of the nuance of what is going on so let's go and read first colossians chapter 2 verses 20 and through 23 if you have died with christ to the elementary principles of the world why as you are living in this world do you submit yourself to decrees such as do not handle do not taste and do not touch in other words rules continues on which all refer to things destined to perish with use in accordance with the commandments and teachings of men There, uh, These are matters which have to be sure the appearance of wisdom in whose self-made religion and self-abasement and severe treatment of the body, but are of no value against fleshly indulgence. Alright, so this is really pointing to a Pharisaical, a more legalistic religion. Maybe like uh, Roman Catholicism teaches there are several sacraments that you must do to be saved. There are cults, which teach a high degree of moral rules that you must obey. He's talking here about this, not as much of the church growth type stuff that we talk about here, which is definitely more antinomian than than is lawful. But what Paul is addressing here is the, the Judaizers, the people who say you have to follow these rules and principles to be saved. He's saying, no, you're dead to Christ. Do not live yourself under these prescribed rules. So the... The takes these verses, because we're in a one-verse culture, doesn't look at the context and say, oh, look at this. We don't live by rules. We're under grace. We don't have to handle We don't have to do any of this. We don't have to submit ourselves to these rules. It's about grace. Well, you got to keep reading your Bible, because he kind of introduces some things which are kind of important, but I'm going to skip ahead to Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. This is only five verses later, okay? Five verses after that point that says, do not touch, do not handle. He says, Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead immorality uh, excuse me, as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and greed, which amounts to adultery. For if it is because these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience, and in them you also once walked, but you were living in them. But now also you put them all aside, anger and wrath and malice and slander and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have laid aside the old self, which is evil practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the true knowledge, according to the image of the one who created him. All right. So don't live by these rules, but put to death the evil deeds, put to death immorality, put to death impurity, put to death passion, put to death evil desires, put to death greed, put to death idolatry. Put to death anger and wrath and malice and slander and abusive speech. So Paul's not sitting here saying, do whatever you want, don't have any rules, don't live by any other extreme. He's actually saying, no, you're dead to these sinful passions in your life. You're dead to these sinful passions in life. Don't be sitting here trying to live by a series of rules. Instead, you put on Christ and the grace of Christ will come to the end and make you more like Christ. Grace is the bridge. It is not the means to the end. Okay, It is not what you're trying for. You're not shooting for massive amounts of grace. You are shooting to become more like Christ. So that's what I want to leave you with today. Again, you can join that Discord server, owic.li forward slash Discord. Have a look at the website, ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support, and check out the social media sites as well. Thanks for coming along, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk, and our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walking Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support, or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash tomm, that's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is OurWalkInChrist.com.